early bird gets the run. So rise and shine as you prepare for your grind. Just know it's morning coffee time. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the world's number one internet morning radio show, Morning Coffee. I'm your host, Juan Johnson, and I have a guest sitting in the audience with me. And I want y'all to try to figure out who she is once I say a couple of things. Once I say things like she spent two years at number one on One Media World Radio at the number one song two years straight. Okay, that's just one. She has the baddest song that came out of Detroit. One of the baddest songs that came out of Detroit. That's just it to me. You know, there's one, only one other artist that's just as bad. And, and she's like the prince of of music in Detroit. <laughs> and then she was on The Voice. And she went really far, too. So if you don't know who I'm talking about, you, I, there's only two people that's been on The Voice from Detroit now. So you either guess one or the other. And if you guess Beth Griffin Manley, yes, you are right. Good morning, Beth. How are you? Good morning. <laughs> Man, it's so nice to finally sit down and meet you and talk to you. And uh, uh, you know what? what? All the guys, including me, are all swooning right now because we're like, oh, it's Beth. <laughs> you know. Thank you. You are being kind. I'm so happy to finally like see you face to face and talk to you. Thank you for all the love, Thank you for loving my songs, my music, playing it. Thank you to your audience. I see the comments. Thank you so very much. It is a pleasure of ours. Like our our station is, um, we're known for playing local artists, and and that's that's the thing. I like local artists because their music is just as good as everybody else, or better, or better. <laughs> you know what? There. <laughs> I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna put, I ain't gonna put some people out there on the street. So I, I'm just, I'm not gonna put people out there like Eno Savad decent music and uh, e, uh, Elusive and all them other people and Kimmy Horn. I'm not gonna put them all out there on the street saying that their music is better than some of the artists that's on the radio right now. But I am because it's true. You're just stating facts. Just because you're from a regional area or you're from a local area or you're showing love to your city doesn't mean our music is not good or great. Right. Well, worthy to be, you know, recognized worldwide. And and recognized on the same station that the other artists are on. You don't need a, 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 a deal just to say that you're good. Correct. So with that being said, yeah. How did you get started? Oh, Juan, I've been working at this for a very, very long time. And um, I started out and still do background music or perform as background singer with different artists. That's what really pushed me to be a solo artist. Because when you do background, that artist take a break or go on vacation, then everything shuts down. And I have been doing that for so many years. And I said, you know what? I want to come singing and what can better do? And so that was pushed me encouraged me to branch out and put my own project. So who you who were you singing background with? I started with Anita Baker and I toured with her for several years and then probably like five five and then um, transitioned over to Kim and I still do background with her now. 
And then just last year, I started working with Najee. So, so as, as, as big as Beth is, you still sing with Kim? Of course. I'll sing around for everybody. I love background. You know, background is like the meat. You know, you have the art, you have the band, but background like that. Well, not necessarily the meat, but it's like the the, the seasoning. You know, you don't want to. Eat ah, that's that's a good stuff. one. That's a good one. Because the artist is the meat. You know, and right, right. Band is like the two pieces of bread for the sandwich, and in the background, <laughs> season you got to season your meat. <laughs> so it's like I love it because it background vocals add so much to music, and a lot of times. It's a highlight of the song, like that your part when the background comes in and does the whoop whoop and the ooh ooh, you know. And so I love that. I started at first because actually I'm too shy and afraid to stand up front and be a solo artist. I figured if I started from the background, I could still be on the stage, still have the light, not have the pressure of being a solo artist. And um, that lasted, and then eventually I was like told. Get your behind <laughs> Here I am. So who were who were your biggest influences? In terms of me doing background or being solo. Period. I mean, they don't have to just be music. They could have been okay. a big influence of, of somebody saying, you know what, Beth, the person that helped push you into, you know, going out there on your own. Or it could have just been something somebody said and then they had just been they influence ever since and don't, they don't even know it yet. Well, Whitney Houston is my favorite, like, bar none. Okay. There's others that are, that I love, but Whitney is probably the one that I connected with the most um, as a little girl singing her perform and made me want to sing. The person who pushed me out there to get my behind is Michael Pye. So Detroit, Detroit owned Michael Powell. Yeah, Detroit's own Michael Powell. He's uh, I call him uncle brother. He's my uncle brother. <laughs> I love him dearly. Um, and he had me. He introduced me to Anita Baker after, and that's how I started out doing my first major background work. And after I did that for a while, I, I'll never forget. He came over to my house one day. He said, "You know, you need to be a solo artist." I thought, oh, I'm like, "That's too much. I'm good for being background." He was like, "I think you're a solo artist, and you need to get." You need to get it together. He didn't say it that me, um, but he basically was like, that's what you need to be doing. He was like, you need to quit playing. And so what he did to encourage me and to help me was he um, asked me to sing the remake of I Just Want Your Girl that he had done on the Baker with Chapter 8. And he says, I want you to do this song. He took me in the studio and said, after you do this song, I want you to put it on your album. Because I was talking about that. He said, put that song and I'll produce it. I'll take you to the studio and do it. And he says, and after that, I want to get your behind and start singing. And, and that's how they usually do it. That's how yeah. the people that push you, they push yeah. you forward and they, and they do all the work for you. And you basically like, well, I don't really want to be there. And they yeah. was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. And then <laughs> just going to like, do- I'm going to be a background singer. I told Anita, I was like, oh, I love my job. I'm going to be a background singer forever. What we doing next? And she even told me, she was like, you're going to be a solo artist. I'm like, oh, no, no. I'm going to be doing background for you because I'm not going to do this forever. And I'm like, yes, you are. You're Anita Baker. She was like, yeah, no. So between the two of them, here I am. 
so in your background i see uh your album yeah yeah that showed it yeah so uh, right there yeah i can't even Point right, yeah, it's over there. <laughs> yeah, um, and, my album, the things that are dear to me, you know, it's my wedding picture in the back, my my CD, and one of the dance records. Now that album is self-titled, right? It's actually called Free. Free, okay. Yes. Now so my name is front, so some is self-titled. So, um, is that the one with Pillow Talk on it? Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's your jam. That is my jail. <laughs> yes, that's Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk came off my first album, and that was my first single for the album. Yeah, that was right. That song Thank was you. right. Thank you. I, I remember writing that song, too. I remember exactly how that song came about. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I won't go into the behind the scenes of the song. No, really. Here's something. That song came came to me a portion of the song came to me but I didn't write it by myself so that song is produced by Cordell Walton and I wrote it with okay. Dodie Alexander Oh, and so I joke all the time I tell people Dodie is a gospel artist and I tell people I said I'm going to tell people you nasty because that <laughs> double talk <laughs> is a very seductive song I said yes it is between midnight and 3 a.m., you know, those hours. And uh-huh. That's how that song was written. Uh-huh. We, we were in the studio writing. And I, Dodi and I were on the floor with pencil and paper or pen and paper. We old school. We write it out. Mm. We were in the studio on the floor writing. And Cordell was on the piano playing. Wow. And that's just how the song And we heard it. We loved it. It's really happening. Waiting, waiting on the first kiss to take me there. But I'm already there with the thought of you. I need all of you.
I used to uh, tease you on when we played a song, and I was like, "So, uh, what pillows are they talking about?" And I used to no try way. to. I, <laughs> oh my goodness! And then um, the song stayed at number one on wow. our top one hundred list wow. for two years straight, and that's between me playing it and the computer playing it. Because wow. our because our uh, station is basically automated. It picks the songs. We you know we put the songs in the list. All the songs that we have on the station, we have over a uh, hundred grand in songs. Wow! So for your song to be number one two years straight says a lot about that song. Wow. Thank you to you and your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the voice. Okay. So what? So when, once you audition for The Voice, mm-hmm. tell us after the auditions and after the, the round-robin trials and all that other stuff, what made you feel like, yeah, I didn't, 
hit my peak because I didn't sing in front of billions of people now. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You don't feel. See, that's no, I keep trying don't. to tell people that no, no matter how, well, no. no matter where you go, no matter how high you go, there's always a step higher, and you you always... go to different in your life in your career. There's different levels, mm-hmm. and you reach a certain level on that level. Then you go to another level, and then you take the steps and reach levels on that level. So going to The Voice and being able to make it to television, and I have to say, I wish I would have stayed on the show longer. I personally feel they sent me home too soon. That no, you know what? We all watched. I, I know I watched it, and I was like, you know what? My girl got cheated. But I, it's okay. Because that show served its purpose for me. I learned mm-hmm. the lesson. And when the lesson was learned for me, it was time for me to go home. That's just how it work. So I was okay with that. Um, but because I was blessed enough to sing in front of 8 to 10 million people several times, I still don't feel like you know, what you said that you've made it or something like that. Right. It's, it's not that. That was just a great experience. Because people watching from the outside, a lot of times they think that was, once you reach that goal, that's it for you. You've done it all. And people don't know, okay, once I hit that goal, now there's a new goal I got. You know, and I got to go to the next level on and that mm-hmm. goal, like you were saying. And so, talk a little bit about what went on behind the scenes that helped you that you brought back home from Mm. the voice. The main thing that I brought that a lot of times you're home, you know, we're talking about local artists, you're in your city, you're in your bubble, you're around your people that you know, that firm you come to your shows. You may feel like a star in your city or in your town, right? You have no idea how big the world is and how, big these shows are and all of the people it takes to run these shows and to do hair, to do makeup, to do wardrobe, the band, mm. the camera, the lighting, the production, um, your stage presence, everything that needs to be worked on and um, developed so that you can be presented to the world. On so I know that the dreams that I have to be in Hollywood are obtainable and they're tangible to me now because mm-hmm. I was able to go there and be in it as opposed to me being home, looking at TV and wishing and hoping, but not knowing what it is and what it takes. Um, I'm so blessed because I was able to be on that show. I'm so blessed that I was able to do another television show prior to that, which actually put me in SAG after. Mm. So with me going to The Voice, that's that put me in another whole category, even being on the show. Mm. Um, you go on as a contestant, but the SAG after contestants are still separated because we're in another category because we're actually, you know, in the screen actors guild and you know all that kind of stuff. So I learned a lot. been an angel by my side something heavenly led me to you look at the sky 
touched on it a little bit 
I want to ask you, what's the difference between uh, your local artists like Detroit artists and the rest of the world, the rest of the country? Ooh. What I think, in my opinion, is the artists here don't invest in themselves enough. There are so many opportunities for us outside Detroit, Michigan. And it requires money. Mm-hmm. We don't have, say we, because I'm in that, you know, I'm in that category. But you have to be strategic of how you get out of the city. And the work ethic and drive that you have is probably a two compared to when you step outside of Detroit and you get to LA and you work with those people. So with me being here and me having an opportunity to go there and work in that environment, I came back home and I'm like, come on, y'all, come on, wake up. You know, that's how I'm feeling. Right. It, it, the, the pace at which people work outside of Detroit it's so much fun. Mm. So let's talk about your new project. <laughs> you don't got nothing to say. Because <laughs> I, I, you know what? We could end it right there because it was all facts. All facts. I've worked outside of the city and I know when you get out there, the people like... They're not playing. No, they're not playing because when you go to LA, there's so many people out there and they are ready to collaborate on anything. Anything. And when you say anything, anything, anything. <laughs> when you go to New York, it's the same way in New York. The people, when you, when you go there, if you got a camera, they be like, Oh, Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grip. I can, you know, I can help yeah. you do this. And, um, let's team up. I'll call you tomorrow. And they really call you tomorrow. And you don't even ready. Cause you got your Detroit mentality like, in your head. Tomorrow to us is two weeks next, yep. week, next month. And another thing that artists here do, and I was taught this, and I'm so grateful I was taught this, and any artist said it, when you're putting out music, you can't always use your friends and Pookie and your little nephew and your uncle and all that. You have to get producers that have placement, that have put other artists mm. out. The music is being played. They know how to properly mix and master a song. I don't care how good the song you think the song is or how much you love them. I only work with producers, and I'm not saying I've worked, but there's not some that I don't know, because there are some producers in the city that I don't know. But I only work with producers that have placement. Like Marcus, the Heat Miser. <laughs> if y'all don't know like, who the Heat Miser is, yeah. Yeah, I, I, y'all need to learn who that who that guy is. I work with Cordell Walton. Yep. I work with Kenny Flay. These are people that have placement. They Grammy nominated. They and and it's not always about money. Yes, I pay them, but guess what else I'll do? Uh, I won't get my music till I pay them either. <laughs> so I have to. Pay. I have to pay. So I, I don't necessarily get a song because I'm like, well, he's going to do it and he's not going to charge me, but I want to get a song. I'm like, no, he's great. 
he's going to charge me, so I'm going to have to work so I can pay him to get my great song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There it is. And again, you know, the mentality we have here is different than the mentality. Like, you can go to Tennessee, and you don't even do country music. And it'll be a country music, Beth Griffin collaboration going on just because you down there and people and know who you sing. I will down, 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 down. you till times get better. Do you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, what key you want that down, 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 down? <laughs> I will do it. Because I love to work and I love to work with great people. Let's go back and talk about your new project. You don't um, want to talk about my down, 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 down? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'm clapping. Okay, I'm serious. <clears throat> Your, yes, your no sir, I'm so <laughs> that is hilarious. But you know <laughs> So your new your new project. Yes. You have a collaboration with a lot of Detroit artists on I there. Do. And uh Swifty McVeigh is one of them, but yes. you also have other talk about some of the other collaborations you have on your new album. Well, album talked about Swift. McVeigh, I love him. He comes from the D12 camp, Eminem. I love Swift. Um, he's on my single that we dropped in March, produced by Mark Fine. My new album will be out in June. I'll see. And I have somebody not from Detroit on that album that I did a collab with. Uh oh. So, Is that a secret? We're going to have no, to buy the I can album. Tell you guys. Oh, okay. I can tell you guys. So I have a duet with Mr. Q Parker from 112. Oh snap! It, this not this not the sequel to Pillow Talk, is it? No. <laughs> no. Nah. But he's a he's an incredible singer, and I'm honored that he, you know, was like, "Oh yeah, I got you." So song is great. Wow. Yeah. We. Now we can't wait for the new album. I got a few songs off the new album already in my queue in the in rotation on the station. I like to say that rotation on the station.
is our time. Y'all had a chance to shine, and we'll be cutting y'all in front of that line. You either out or you riding. My homie right beside me with a hustling persona and a crown full of diamonds. Climbing these charts and you ain't stopping a profit. She's staying on fire like the back of a damn rocky. Total control. Cold as the North Pole, busting these flows. It's our time to blow, so just know. sitting here talking to you and, and just I feel the same way we gotta do this again and you yes. know what we're gonna do it again in June and maybe we could do a sit down where we just sit down chair to chair and we're looking at each other and we can laugh and go you know go back and forth like we're doing now and you yes. know this virtual thing is okay but you know I don't, don't want to see your I face I mean you know we gotta be careful yeah. Just, you know, yeah 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 yeah. Right now. you know like I tell everybody if you gotta go in the midst of people put your mask on cause you don't know, like Corona having too many babies, and you know, she, she's like you know, she's like a mother that won't quit. She just having kids. And you kids. know they got they just had a new what they call it, Corona. Oh Lord, she's like one of them old school moms from back in the sixties where they had twelve kids. Yeah. She, she on what's she on like eight right now? <laughs> Listen, I and it's it's I, I'm not even gonna tell you what I told. About it the other day, it wasn't very nice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you gotta be careful. You, look, tell me, tell me later, tell me later when we are there. Like, you know, people gonna think I'm too ratchet. <laughs> well, at least you. <laughs> I'm sophisticated ratchet. You said sophisticated ratchet. Now that's funny. <laughs> at least you're not on the screen twerking. Well, you uh, you you know what? <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just we got to we got to sit down and talk. I like to have fun, and so you know, there it is. But we got to sit down and talk. We can definitely. I want to do a uh, if this Corona thing keeps on. Mm-hmm. I want to be the first person to ask you. I want a live performance, virtual live performance, a concert, mm. and I want you to be one of the artists that's on. So we we'll, we'll sit and talk about that. I if, was. That. Yeah, you can sing live, and everybody can, you know, just let loose, just do Uh-oh. you, just do you, and because I've seen you let loose. No, uh, was it Kim, was it Kimmy room? Horn? Was it the Kimmy Horn Jazz Festival? No, no, it wasn't. It was it was something else. And when I first heard, it, I said, "Who is that?" Oh, and this and that, was that a good who is that? Yeah, yeah, no, it was a great who was that. I was like, sometimes you say who was that, this would like turn it off. No, because you smashed whoever, whoever, uh, you, you was on with somebody. 
And I think it was their concert. This was years ago. This was like four or five years, long time ago. And you was on stage with them and they brought you out and they helped them sing and you like smashed them. And who is it? I don't know. And Condito was there. That's the only reason I, I remember it because Condito was there too. Were we Park Plaza? Yes. Was yes. this a Whitney Houston tribute? Yes. Yes, doggy. Yes, you remember. I'm so glad you remember, man. Because Condito had did his song and he had walked off to the side of the stage because he was standing and waiting. Because I guess they was gonna do a whole thing at the end, Mm -hmm. and they brought you on to sing a song. And you like, I was like, who is that? I was like, if she touched the mic, if the other lady touched the mic again, it's just not gonna be right. That mic gonna break and everything. Because you, you put it down it was i was and then i didn't hear again from you until montez gave me your single and i was like i I, this name sounds familiar and then i remembered where i saw you from and yeah i had gone on the road after that i was gone man you killed that and i was like whoa who is that and then um i think i talked to condito i said condito who was that does she have an album out because you had left Mm-hmm. And Condito was like, uh, what lady? And I was like, the lady that was singing and did all of that. And he was like, oh, Beth, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, we, Aww. and then after that it was, I, I, did, I haven't, yeah, there. you disappeared. You was like, okay, here's my Casper moment, and now I'm gone. <laughs> well, but thank you. That was, uh, I remember that. I do remember that concert. Yeah. And I wish I was uh doing the interviews or the backstage stuff back then because I sure would have stopped you. I would have been like, whoa, oh. you killed. Thank you. Yeah, and there's not very few people that I know that can go to somebody else's show and out-sing the crap out of them. And Uh-oh. yeah, no, don't, don't feel bad because they wasn't doing that much anyway, especially, you know, well, I can't even say that because, you know. I, I can't I had, even say the rest. I, I, I tell you, I, I tell you what I was going to say after. Yeah, tell me because I got something to tell you after. Too, so. <laughs> oh Lord, this is so. We're gonna wrap this up so we can talk behind the scenes. Beth Griffin Manley, thank you so much for coming oh, on the Morning Coffee Show finally, and and sitting down and having fun with me and talking and chilling and you know everybody. This is Beth. Beth, this is everybody. and so she's going to be a regular on the morning coffee show and she's a regular rotation on our station so make sure you go and check out one media world radio at one media world radio.com and listen to the station at least between the hours of 12 midnight and 12 midnight so And you can find us on Alexa. You know, that commercial. Anyway, so, Beth, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. And um, and we're going to do this again soon. You know, when your album come out, already know that you got a spot. You can come back and sit down thank and talk and, about the album and whatever else you want to talk about. We can talk about cooking. Props. We'll make sure that we get you the single. It'll be in March. 
Okay, not a problem. I don't have the date yet, but as soon as that um, is solidified, then we'll get you that. Not a problem. Not and and just know you can you don't have to come on here and talk about music. We can talk about cooking. We can talk about movies, Spider Man, and all that. Any of that stuff you want to talk about, but I don't even care. You just have a spot on the morning coffee show. Just know that. All right, everybody. Beth Griffin Manley. Beth, thank you so much. Thank you, guys.